Hey folks, welcome to another Titans Talk. We've got Landon here with us today. We're going to talk NFL Draft. Specifically, we're going to talk about where the Titans might land, who they might land, with the 19th pick. And now, Landon, we've seen a lot of mock drafts already. We talk about this a lot, about whether these guys really do a lot of research on this or where they're really coming from. Uh, we're going to take several of them into account today, and we're going to discuss those mock uh, selections, and then we're going to talk about a few guys that we sort of have high on that we would think would be a good fit with the Titans that John Robinson uh, may may like based on his patterns that we have for him, and guys that just might be there. Uh, so, Landon, uh, how's it going? Doing all right. Free agency has kind of died down, so it's just back to the draft now. Yeah, absolutely, and that's where uh, we both love to be talking about the draft, getting really excited. We've got a little less than six weeks until the NFL draft, so I'm pumped. Let's start with, on ESPN.com, Todd McShay has the Tennessee Titans selecting Garrett Bradbury, uh, the center from North Carolina State. Now, Landon, a lot of fan podcasts and a lot of folks are sort of you know, throwing this guy around and sort of getting sold on this guy. What are your thoughts of Garrett Bradbury? Well, I think he's the clear best center in this class. And at 19, he's probably a reach compared to the end of the first. But he really fills a need at interior offensive line because we st- we still, even though we signed Saffold, we still need another guard, and Ben Jones wasn't great this past season. Bradbury makes a lot of sense for us. It's just, is taking a non-elite, elite center prospect at 19 worth worth it i think that's an excellent point bradbury is a really good player he was the remington award winner for the best center in college football this year garrett bradbury came to north carolina state five years ago as a tight end and he put on a lot of weight had uh, injury issues but i think three years ago has played really well the last couple of seasons uh, he is maybe a tad bit undersized in the way that maybe he isn't uh, the ideal size i think he's six three 305 or whatever so he seems to be maybe not prototypical but he has the size i just it's i would think it'd be weird for us to take a center at 19 uh i think he's our safety pick yeah i think it's uh i think it's this need pick where people say hey we could really use this guy hey they're obviously investing in the offensive line hey they obviously are going to try to return to to sort of the the running focus stuff so why not bradbury I, i personally don't see garrett bradbury going this high i think he's going to be a good nfl player He's more second-round guy to me. Now, we'll see. Um, there are there have been centers that, that have been picked in the first round, but I just I just don't see it with Bradbury. I think he's a really good player. I hope we get him at 51, but I don't know that he'll be there for them. But I just think it's a bit of a reach, and it's interesting to see people sort of pencil Bradbury in. I, I just don't think we're going to make that move. What do you think? I think he's kind of the backup where if all the other – top prospects at bigger positions of need go and we don't feel like reaching on a guy he's just kind of the fallback plan where hey we get a high floor safe offensive lineman to help us but he might not be the biggest game changer compared to a wide receiver or a pass rusher landon sportsillustrated.com has the Titans selecting marquise brown we know him as hollywood brown and uh, most people know him as uh, the guy on tape for baker mayfield last year and then of course this year with Kyler Murray that was catching many of these guys' passes down the field. It was incredible. Uh, his tape is amazing. The guy's obviously small. He's obviously extremely fast. He's got great instincts uh, catching the ball. 
So what do you think of Hollywood Brown at 19? Well, I would have said pre-draft process, I would have been completely fine with this just because I think Hollywood has game-changing speed. Even if you just send him deep every play, defenses have to adjust. But he hurt it. He had a lower leg injury in the Alabama, in the Texas game, which hampered him versus Alabama. And over the off season, he had lens prank surgery as well. So those are those are two major injuries for a small, slight, really fast receiver to have before he even enters the league. You say small and slight. He's uh, I would say about 170 pounds. He's he's under six feet tall. He he is a small guy, and as fast as he is. Slot guys in the first round, there have been a few in the last decade. Mostly it has not worked out. Uh, he gets compared to Deshaun Jackson a lot, and, you know, that's that's great. But Deshaun Jackson's had a long and accomplished career. As good as his tape is, where he plays and how small he is and this injury that he's had, not doesn't look to be career-threatening or anything, but it, the timing of it isn't good. I just don't know. I, I don't see him as a top 20 pick, and I don't see us making that risk. Now, the guy is absolutely explosive, and if we did take this, I would say, hey, now this is a gamble. But, I mean, maybe it's uh, – there just isn't a lot of historical, even recent historical insight that would tell us that the Titans or anybody else really are, are going to make a move on a guy this small. If he went to us at 51 in the second round, I'd be all over it just because at that point it's a worthy gamble, but – yeah. In the first, like we said, when there are so many good, safe, high-floor prospects, to take a slight, small, really fast receiver that's had lens strength surgery is a really risky move compared to the second round. Sort of like with Bradbury. is, uh, Yeah, this is a guy that you just celebrate when you, when you get in the second round. But uh, I just don't, I don't know. And, and I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I love his tape. But I just have never – I've been following the draft for a long time. And uh, over uh, overdrafting a slot receiver, overdrafting a safety, over overdrafting a running back when he's not like a five-tool player, it usually does not work out well. And I think, like you said, there's a lot of high-floor guys, a lot of guys that do have the measurables. I don't know. Most of every route I've ever seen him catch is a deep route. I don't know. It would be amazing to see him. But I think we need – just a really reliable move the chains kind of slot guy. I think Adam Humphreys will be that guy. I just, yeah, it'd be exciting, but I just don't see this pick either. Now, Bucky Brooks, mock drafts for NFL.com, he has Irv Smith Jr. There, for years and years, I have seen uh, tight end, tight ends projected in the first round, and then these guys do not get drafted usually in the first round, and then nobody says anything about it. I think um, a lot of these guys look so great in uniform and they just look like NFL players, they look like first-round picks, but we have never taken a tight end. The franchise, uh, even back to the days in Houston, the only tight end they've ever taken in the first round was Mike Ditka, I think, in the you know early 60s. Way back when. So it's just not part of the DNA of this. But yet, uh, two uh, of these mock drafts we're going to talk about have us taking tight ends. Irv Smith is a really good athlete. Surprise, surprise, he went to Alabama. He was productive. Their offense opened up a bit. I still uh, do do not see it. And I think they uh, they probably hope that Delaney Walker is going to be back and be healthy. Uh, they've um, they've made investments in tight end um, uh, two years ago in the draft. Uh, what, what do you think, first of all, of Irv, Irv Smith Jr. as a prospect? And then what do you think the chances are he'll, we'll see him in Nashville? <sighs> 
there is a lot to unpack with this pick. First of all, I think Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah are a great draft duo on NFL.com, but mm-hmm. I really don't see where he's coming from with this because Walker, Johnny Smith, Pruitt, Ferkser, that's a very good, solid, deep tight end group. And since we have so many other needs, especially on the defensive line or edge, and this draft is headlined by defensive line and edge guys, I see no need why we would take the third best tight end at 19 rather than a guy at a much, much, much more pressing position of need. Yeah, I don't get it either. And I just think uh, sometimes these national guys, I know they work hard. A lot of them, they just look at, uh, oh, these guys, uh, Delaney Walker's 34 and this or that. But I, I don't I don't know of anybody that really follows this team that thinks uh, we're going to take a tight end here. Now, stranger things have happened. As far as Irv Smith as a prospect, uh, he doesn't have huge counting stats because he played at Alabama. And even though they've opened things up, that they do not pass the tight end. A lot. He's six foot two, two hundred forty-two pound guy. Originally from uh, New Orleans, he ran a forty and four point six uh, three seconds. Excellent, thirty-two and a half vertical leap. Bench press nineteen times. I mean, the guy looks good in a uniform. He's a really good player. He was all SEC. Um, what What else uh, could you say about him? Not really for us, but just as a prospect. How do you think he's going to wind up? You mentioned you thought he was the third best tight end in this draft. Oh yeah, I think there's a clear gap between Noah Fant and Hawkinson from Iowa and between them and Irv Smith. And Irv Smith is a very complete player. He can block, he can run a multitude of routes, he's athletic, he can catch, he can run after the catch, but I just don't see anything on tape to me that's really a selling point where you take him in the first as the not even the first time, but as the third Titan where you're confident in investing that much and do him as the future. Yeah. Well, I'd be excited for Irv Smith, but not in the first round because it's one of those things we've talked about a lot. Uh, tight ends are usually made. If you look at the 10 best tight ends in, in the league right now, um, none of them uh, were drafted in the first round. Um, unless you think uh, Njoku is already a, already a top 10 tight end. Uh, it's just uh, when you think about it, these guys are usually kind of made or they're found uh, or they develop over time. Look at Delaney Walker. Now, so I, I just feel like the right program, the right teams can find these guys like we did Walker. We found him as sort of a middling free agent, and, and he's become one of our, the best players uh, we've had since this franchise has been in Nashville. It's really underrated. I mean, this guy, when we were at our worst, he was catching, you know, 90 balls a year. It was incredible. That being said, Irv Smith, uh, he caught 44 passes last year. His average um, yards per catch, 16.1. He had seven touchdowns, so the guy's got a big play in him to, to be big and be able to get down the field and do that. He is more of a kind of a balanced tight end um, instead of like these these move tight ends that you see. So, I mean, I could get over it, but I just don't see it. I see somebody maybe taking him at the very end of the first or maybe in the early second. Um, but the guy has got, he's got good athleticism. He's got big play potential. He's going to be really good. Honestly, I'll be disappointed if we pick him at 19. He's good, but he's not top 20 pick good, especially on this team. Well, well said. Um, if we look at uh, the Houston Chronicle, uh, I really like John McClain, of course. Uh, I, I don't know a Titans fan who doesn't. Um, he has Christian Wilkins, uh, the 
defensive tackle from Clemson. Thumbs um, up for me. Right. That would be really good. My question for you, that's also in the CBS Sports has us taken Wilkins. First of all, uh, is Christian Wilkins, in your opinion, going to be here for the Titans at 19? I think come into the real draft at the end of April, I, I see no way where Wilkins falls to us. I mean, he can, but in all likelihood, he shouldn't fall to us just because he's such a high floor guy. I just don't see him lasting to us at the end of the day. Okay. So what what do you think his his actual range is going to be? I think his actual range would be around 12 up until even up to 17, I think, with the Giants, assuming they might take a quarterback with their first pick because their defensive line isn't that good. And I think he has the potential to be a long-term game changer. So the mid-teens is probably where I would expect him to go. Okay. I, I sort of agree. I do think there is an off chance that we could see Wilkins down here, if uh, depending on what quarterbacks get taken and 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 what happens. So I I'm hopeful. Uh, Christian Wilkins is six foot three, three hundred fifteen pounds. Um, he 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 was an actual senior. Um, ran the forty in five seconds. Uh, bench pressed um, two hundred twenty five pounds twenty eight times. Um, Good athlete for the size. Obviously, uh, we've talked about this before, Landon. I, I think I would take anybody on Clemson's defensive line uh, as our first-round pick, uh, or at least four of them, and be really happy. I've seen Dexter Lawrence um, uh, mocked to us a few times. I don't think there's any way that he gets to 19, anyway. Uh, and it's kind of like this, but maybe to a lesser degree with Wilkins. Uh, but it sounds like you, you'd be pumped uh, to, to if we get Christian Wilkins uh at 19 most right? definitely but poor john's gonna get ptsd from kevin dodd yeah that's the thing kevin dodd went to um uh, went to clemson obviously it's quite different he he really didn't start until his last year and um you know you swing you miss i was proud of john robinson for for kind of moving on and and uh, i i think he was pretty humble about it we he didn't waste a a, a roster a roster spot on kevin dodd but yeah it is tricky sometimes but when you think about all the talent, talent coming out of Clemson over the last five years, uh, several good NFL players, especially on defense from Clemson, uh, Christian Wilkins looks like the real deal. And this is what we've talked about before. I think in a normal year, Christian Wilkins does not make it out of the top 15. But there's several good defensive tackles, defensive ends. So I've got my fingers crossed, and maybe this could be the pick. And Wilkins was much more proven as a prospect than Kevin Dodd was when they both came out. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, John McLean's contemporary at the Houston Chronicle has T.J. Hawkinson, which we've seen a lot, kind of ad, ad nauseum. I, I think the general uh, feel of our fan base is we don't want a tight end and we don't want T.J. Hawkinson. But that being said, what what have you seen that you like about Hawkinson? Well, I think he's a bit of an underrated athlete. I don't think he's quite as the athlete that George Kittle is, his fellow Iowa teammate. Mm-hmm. But as a as a run Former blocker, yeah. yeah, as an Iowa, yeah, as a run blocker, I think he can put some of these offensive linemen to shame in this class. Mm-hmm. He's such a complete blocker. He, like, if you're like the Patriots, for example, and how they used Gronk essentially as an extra lineman and just to run over and over and over, Kittle, in theory, gives you that potential where he's pretty much an extra offensive lineman. Where if you want to just run it down their throats, you can because you know your tight end. Is gonna is gonna win his battle every single time. 
He's just a really well-rounded player who pretty much has no weakness to his game. TJ Hawkinson is compared by NFL.com. Um, he's likened to Travis Kelsey. And that's when, when, uh, when, they, when they attach names to guys like this that have not played in the NFL, that always blows my mind, the comps. But people must love that. 6'5", 251, uh, really, really uh, good-looking prospect physically. Um, he ran the 40-yard dash 4.7 seconds. For, so for a man his size, I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's obviously an excellent athlete. Um, let's talk about his production at, at Iowa. So, it, obviously, he shared the field with another um, high-end prospect uh, at the same position, Noah Fant. Uh, he won the John Mackey Award as the nation's top tight end, though, and he was Big Ten tight end of the year. Um, in 13 games, 49 catches for 760 yards, uh, 15 and a half um, yard average, and six touchdowns. Almost identical statistics to Irv Smith. So, has this guy had the production to merit being a, a top 20 pick? Well, I think especially in regards to receivers and tight ends who are much more dependent on offensive scheme and quarterback situation, that Iowa is much less pass-happy pass than Alabama was where Tua threw a lot more and had more yards and touchdowns than Iowa did. Mm-hmm. And it's just more its more so that Hawkinson, when he was went to, was consistently there for them every time. And they and they and they don't have quite the modern spread game where they like to throw it a ton, so he's not gonna put up crazy receiving numbers like we've seen some tight ends do. But that kind of, that really showcased his blocking potential where he was the number one he was the number one tight end on the field all the time. Right. He was left out there all the time because he was one of their best blockers and if you can come in and block at an elite level at your position and if you get the ball thrown to and you can catch it consistently you're going to be a good player long-term. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Hawkinson, you know, is probably going to be a good NFL player, but I, I don't. I hope we don't take him at 19. I'll just be honest. Um, yeah, I, I just think a lot of times these guys that are that are taking highest tight ends, their production, if it's matched by guys that, that you could have gotten later, there is always a guy left on the table and you took a tight end. I don't want us to do that. I know it's obvious that I want us to take a defensive lineman or an interior offensive lineman or the absolute best player at a skill position on the board, like if we just fall in love with like a receiver or, or, or even a corner. That's what I want. I want us to get a player with uh, measurements and a skill set that's really hard to replicate. As good as this guy looks, Hawkinson, even Irv Smith, uh, I just – I'm used to good tight ends coming from the fifth round. I'm used to them uh, kind of making their way on the team. And like you mentioned earlier, I am okay with our tight end room. So I want us to take the time to invest in somebody that can uh, that can really help our infrastructure, as it were, on the line. Um, but all, I would be all due well. respect to Hawkinson, obviously the best tight end in, in college last year from a from an award standpoint. Yeah, he would weld me if he went at 19. Like I'm not super excited, but I'm not – frustrated that we took him right exactly well so it looks like of the guys that have been mocked so far uh we we would like christian wilkins to be uh to be there for us and but we sort of doubt that he will be let's talk about a couple of guys that you think might be there and if you were doing a mock and i know we're going to do one later if you were doing a mock who are a couple guys that 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 you might slide at 19 
Well, we all saw, we all know his combine, but DK Metcalf, I think if he's there at nineteen, is a, has a really good chance just because of his potential opposite Davis to really open up the offense. And and everyone's known his workout. He ran four three three at two hundred thirty. He he's six three and a half. He shredded out of his mind. But the thing is, he's really an upside pick. He didn't produce a ton at Mississippi. He's had injuries. His three cone was worse than Tom Brady's, which isn't that. Which obviously is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. His hands are suspect at times. So really, you're taking him because he looks like he could be a knockoff Julio Jones if he turns out the right way. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are big on him, and he's a hard worker and a good athlete. And and, and he did have some production there when he, when he was healthy at Ole Miss. I think he's too stiff, and I he reminds me of David Boston uh, from maybe the late '90s, who was a good player, but it was kind of obsessed with being huge, and he just sort of, I just don't, I don't get it, and I don't even know that I even understand the fit with us. I, I see how he, he's he's tempting because he could be really dynamic, but I don't know, I don't look at him and think modern uh, NFL wide receiver, but I think he could be there, and I think. One or two teams are gonna. Somebody's gonna really like him, and I and I see him going in the first round for for that reason. Um, a guy for me that I think will be there for us, and I think will pick uh, potentially is Cody Ford, who you've mentioned uh, on this podcast before. He's uh, he'll be an interior offensive lineman. He played uh, for the Sooners, six four three twenty nine. It's coming out a year early. Uh, what do you think of Cody Ford? I would say if we got him at 19, I'd be very happy with that pick just because he played right tackle at Oklahoma, but he's not the most explosive and the longest, so he projects more to be a guard at the next level. Mm-hmm. And so in theory, that really solidifies our line because Ben Jones was probably the best of our the three interior linemen, so if we replace Klein and Spain with Saffold and Ford, then the line is going to be a lot better, and that just translates to better offensive success across the whole board. Right. This guy was a third-team uh, All-American. When you watch tape of Oklahoma watching their other guys, their offensive line play, they look like an NFL offensive line sort of down the line. He's got really good physical and athletic traits. Uh, I, this is a guy that I want us to pick. This is the guy where we really commit and say, hey, this is, this is our other guard. Now we're really going to commit to the run. And uh, I would love to see this. Some people don't want to see an interior offensive lineman, but when you look at recent draft history, uh, guards and tackles are making more money, especially guards. I mean, tackles have made money for a while, but these guys are just not coming out of college. And you see last year, how many guards uh, and tackles did we see? Probably six or seven in the first round, especially as we got later in. I I think uh, Cody Ford could be there. I think there are just a lot of teams – uh, picking before us that have big issues on the offensive line. So we're going to see these guys go. Some of them go earlier than they're being mocked. Uh, that being said, I think Cody Ford will be there. Another guy that I think might actually be there for us, he played at Alabama, so he's gotten tons of hype like guys do. Um, uh, mostly deserved, but just because we know those guys, we watch them on TV so much, I think these national mock, mock draft guys just throw them in there. I think there's an outside shot that Jonah Williams – who I think uh, he played tackle to Alabama, but he'll play guard, I think, in the NFL, or most people think. Uh, I could see him making it to 19 if a couple quarterbacks go off and there's a run on these defensive linemen. Uh, That'd be really nice. I could see, uh, and I think Jonah Williams, uh, obviously, physically, 
I mean, he played so well, and he played as a true freshman at Alabama, which blew people away. 6'4", 302. Uh, for us, uh, for somebody to pick him at like 10, like some people think, I, I just don't know that he's that sort of uh, high ceiling uh, athlete. But for us to get him at 19 and for him to come in with, uh, around an already experienced offensive line and play left guard, I think that would be just absolutely ideal. Uh, what do you think about the chances that Jonah Williams can make it to 19? Well, assuming we don't straight up and we stay at 19 like you just said that. Right, let's assume that, yeah. All right. I I really don't think that he'll get past Minnesota just because they really could use a guard right now. Right. And I think he's probably the best guard in this draft, even though he's a tackle and will transition. Right. So I I hope for Kirk Cousins' sake and Vikings fans that Jonah Williams does not reach 19. Right, and of course – the Vikings pick at 18, and I think you make a really excellent point that if he does fall, I think the Vikings would would uh, would have a tough decision to to not take him. That's an excellent point. Um, one other guy that I, some people think are going to fall, and people are down on, but I think he winds up going top 15 is Ed Oliver. Uh, if if he happens to be there at 19, for you know, some people look at the thing with uh, he's a, of course the defensive lineman uh, from Houston that has been kind of the assumed top three pick uh, since he was a freshman. Uh, he was, I think, the top um, high school recruit coming out of this class, uh, out of the what is now the, the, the junior class. Um, and there was just so much tape on him. And, yeah, he's a bit undersized for defensive tackle, but he's such a good athlete. I, I do think he would be a bit of a reach in the top five because of his size. But, it, you know, after 10, I think he'd be good. And after 15, I think he would be just a steal. What do you think about the chances – and the fit of Ed Oliver in Nashville? Well, I think before the Odell Beckham trade and Cleveland giving up their first, I would have said almost no chance just because they really could have used him at defensive tackle next to Miles Garrett. And I personally think that his draft range is going to hover somewhere around 10 to an extent. Maybe not, maybe not top 10, but the very early teens. But I think there's, like you said, there's an outside shot he lasts to us. Not a great chance, but it's not like we're saying Nick Bosa is going to be there at 19 for us to take. Right. Is there a team where you kind of see, well, I don't see him getting past this. I think the Bengals would be tempted. They have always liked, you know, uh, drafting defensive players and they've had some good linemen and, uh, and, and linebackers. Uh, I think some underrated guys in the last 10 or 15 years. I, I could see the Bengals at 11. What, what's that team for you that's like, like how, how are they going to pass on him? I think it would, for I think his floor is probably the Atlanta Falcons at 14, mm-hmm. unless another top defensive player falls, and they pick that other guy over Oliver because they need more defensive line help. They right. need more pass rushing right? because Vic Beasley has kind of regressed since that one good right. year. He did. And he just makes too much sense for them to pass up on unless someone else is there where they can argue that the other guy is the better is the better fit right. or prospect than Oliver. Right. They have allocated a lot of uh, assets recently to the defensive line. That being said, he, he would be sort of an obvious fit there for, for their needs and, and the weakness they showed and lack of depth on the, the defensive line this past year. Landon, that's all we'll have time for today. We'll be back with you in a few days. And, uh, uh, guys, thanks for listening to us. Um, Be sure and rate us on iTunes and uh, give us some feedback there. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.